0: Ladies and gentlemen, The Miz is Mr. Money in the Bank, and I got a guest who will tell you exactly why that is awesome. Coming up on Break It Down with Brian H. Break it down. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you are right now. Up, it doesn't matter what you say. Oh, come on, come on. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the wrestling realm. Shout out to my cousin, Hypnosis, on the beat. I got my good buddy. Y'all know him, but I'm going to give him an introduction anyway. He's from one of the hottest wrestling podcasts in the world, View from the Top Rope. He is the one and only Diesel. Diesel, what's up, man? Uh, not too much,
1: man. That's a it's a great introduction. Um, it's an honor to be here. It's been spending the works for a long time, and finally uh, have time to make it up.
0: Yeah, man, you know, I'm going to put this, uh, you know, I'm going to break the fourth wall. As I started putting the uh, show, Break It Down with Brian H. together, and I was trying to figure out, okay, so which avenues do I want to go about doing this? And you was one of the people I reached out to, you know, as far as just helping me get that started. So, you know, I'm publicly thanking you for this, man. I really appreciate that, and I appreciate the support. You know, it's cool when you're in the car and you're hearing... Uh, your friends mention your name on their show. And then it's also cool when, you know, your son is sitting there. He's like, oh, yeah, that's View From The Top Rope, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's the song, man, the Questions, Questions, Questions song. I, I pop every time I hear it. I know ne- it never gets old. So please, please don't stop doing it.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that because uh, lately Chad's been asking me to remix it. And I'm like, no, everyone
0: loves it. <laughs> and then, Hey, look, it's like Power, right? I don't know if you ever watched the show Power. Mm. They, they got to the last season, and they changed the theme music. And, and 50 put it back, you know? So maybe, you know, maybe try it. Don't work, you know? We'll tell you. <laughs> but, man, yeah, definitely. Let's get right to it. The Miz, Mr. Money in the Bank, winning the Money in the Bank briefcase from old Otis after Law and Otis and JBL was the, you know... The George, the judge jury executioner made it happen. You said, I'm gonna let you tell the people what you think can happen.
1: Well, first of all, this is definitely the correct decision because Otis wasn't gonna cash in and win, be a successful winner. So I was actually watching your show yesterday morning in the um Hell in a Cell recap show. And so um, you were talking about the Miz, and I agreed with everything you said. And like for like about five years now, I was saying the Miz needs to have the money in the bank. He's the best person to have the money in the bank uh, contract because of the way they built his character. So I'm thinking to myself, like, what would be the best way to have him cash in? So I came up with this like fantasy booking, if you will. It was Randy Orton just won the title, and. Edge is going to come back sooner than later, and um, the rumor is that he's going to be facing Randy Orton at you know, WrestleMania for the title. So the way you can get there is by having Edge win the Royal Rumble, which I know a lot of people are like, we'll give it to a new star, but, I mean, the story like almost like writes itself. So Edge wins the Royal Rumble, faces Randy Orton, they have an epic match to close out WrestleMania. Edge wins the title, and he's exhausted. He barely has anything left. And then all of a sudden you hear, awesome. (laughs) Comes down the Miz, skull crushing finale, Edge. And then one, two, three, you have your new WWE champion. The Miz will not only be a two-time WWE champion, He'd be a two-time WrestleMania main event winner for the WWE champion. It would be, if they could do it in front of a live crowd, it would be massive heel heat. And, like, to the likes that you haven't seen in, like, years probably, which The Miz is the best as a heel. And he – I don't like to use this term in wrestling, but he deserves it. He has put in the work 10 years ago when he won it. It might have been too soon, but now I think that he has earned – the right to be WWE champion. And this works on so many levels because you have, like my favorite part about it is edge was the first money in the bank winner and he won in similar fashions. So it's like almost paying off karma 15 years later. Um, The Miz wants to be a main event at WrestleMania. He wants to be champion again. It works that way. It also ties up the loose end in the Randy Orton edge um, feud. It's It just works on so many different levels, and like I think that I don't think the WWE has a plan what they're gonna do yet, but I think that um this should be their plan. I think this
0: would be the best way to do it. Yeah, I agree. You know, when you told me, and I was like, Wow, I I like that idea. I was hoping the Miz wanted a couple years ago, and what I wanted to see was either two ways, he take the title off AJ Styles, and then He would, you know, win the Money in Bank, take it off AJ Styles, go into WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan wins the uh, WrestleMania, I mean, wins the Royal Rumble. Finally, you know, everybody wanted that to happen years ago. It didn't. And then Daniel Bryan finally reigns supreme again. But I like what happened because that's obviously where we got Kofi Mania. You know, Mm -hmm. it was a little disappointing when Daniel Bryan lost to The Miz at SummerSlam, but... I was like, man, that's a feud that can kind of still be around. And, I mean, Daniel Bryan is kind of sad without saying that he doesn't really have to be the guy anymore. And I know as a fan, I'm satisfied. See, when he first won the title WrestleMania 30, it, it, we never got that satisfaction. But now I'm, like, satisfied. But seeing The Miz, now let me ask you this. Do you pursue Miz and Edge in a program through post-WrestleMania and maybe throughout the summer? Or is it just maybe a rematch or one-off and then move on
1: um i think that maybe a rematch one off move on because one edge doesn't need a lengthy title reign so i mean this would be a good way to be like oh cool he won it in 2021 edge is a champion but it's a good way to get it off him really fast and it doesn't really hurt edge at all and so and edge is also a part-timer so i don't think that he's gonna have a full-time run and so I think it was just one match. Um, and then the Miz just, I don't know. I don't know if you would still have him with John Morrison or what you do with him after he wins the title, but I could see him having more like a Kevin Owens run, like when he was universal champion, where maybe if he was with uh, John Morrison, they could have like kind of a best friend thing going and he kind of would make sure the Miz held on to the title. Um, the, only, the only thing that I see being a problem is the fiend being on raw and if he gets involved with the fiend it's going to be a short of run for the miz
0: yeah that's true um you know uh but it's I, i'm happy he has the briefcase I, I wanted to see otis do it though i'm not gonna lie i thought he would have had but I, I mean i never thought saw a long-term run with him but i, I wanted to see maybe he win it take it from Strowman. We all know Otis got the briefcase in the first place because they were attempting to do something different. It was the midst of the pandemic. So I was like, okay, what can we do? But, you know, it didn't work. They move on. Um, Survivor Series. Any good Survivor Series memories you got before we get into, like, talking about some of the matches they've already made so far? Well, Survivor Series,
1: like, I'm a fan of Survivor Series, but, like, it for the big four... probably my least favorite but um i think uh what they've done in the last couple years with the brand warfare is bad but it can be good at the same time like when you have champion versus champion i really liked when uh it was aj versus brock and then they had um daniel Bryan versus brock and like the different ways they've gone about having like champion versus champion I enjoyed last year when they actually pulled the trigger and had NXT win. I think mm-hmm. this year it's kind of lame that it doesn't seem like NXT is going to be involved. But um, Survivor Series is hit or miss. But I do enjoy elimination tag matches. So
0: Yeah, I I, I enjoyed those. But I really like when they gave them names. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about the foreign fanatics, obviously the Heart Foundation, the Mega Bucks. I love that when they gave them names. And even now I find myself going back in survivor series season and watching some of those classic matches. And it, it went with the theme because you think about survivor series is obviously it's near Thanksgiving. You Think about families coming together. So they would always have like these teams and it was kind of the thing. And I know for me growing up, that was always like the conversation on the conversation at, uh, Thanksgiving was always the night before, which was uh, Survivor Series. So, I saw who won and what happened, some of the storylines. You know, obviously, remember when Owen and Brett. So, I don't think this younger generation of fans will ever appreciate Survivor Series the way we did. Uh, but you know, one of the matches is Roman versus Randy Orton. Are you excited about this one? I am because
1: it's it's a different like, I know they've like had matches in the past, but. The way Roman's character is now and the way Randy's character is now, it's very intriguing because Roman's not going to lose, but I'm not sure if Randy will lose either. It's probably going to go to a no contest. But um, I just think that they could make a really, really intriguing match just because how Randy's pretty much the legend killer, but Roman is the head of the table. And it just, <laughs> I didn't. I don't know how they can have either of them lose, but I think that it, I wouldn't doubt that it'd be like a double disqualification because they both are just crazy.
0: Yeah, that would be something else, you know, and I I like this because of that same reason. You, you know, we seen Randy and Roman wrestle. I think it was at SummerSlam a few years ago, but now with this new Roman Reigns, it's kind of like I don't mind seeing him in some of these as WCW used to call it, a return match. Mm -hmm. I don't mind seeing those for that simple reason. The fact that he is a different character than what he was before.
1: Exactly. It's almost like, uh, with Bailey and Sasha, when they had their big feud in NXT, roles were reversed. Sasha was the heel. Bailey was the face. And I think, um, that's was one of, Was part of the Hell in Cell match. was were so good. Was the roles were reversed and they had callbacks to their feud in NXT with like the bank statement or stomping on like they didn't have the chair in NXT, but like it was almost like it was planned from all the way back then that this was where it was going to go. Even though I know it wasn't, but I always liked the role reversal thing. Like I'm interested to see also maybe sometime down the line, Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. As Kevin Owens is the face in Sami Zayn, is it's always intrigued me as the role reversal.
0: That's a good one right there. I think a lot of people they, they we've gotten away for it long enough that if they give it to us soon, are they on the same show now, right? Yeah, they're both on SmackDown. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, uh, it seemed like man, way things going. It's like so much happening at once. And I was like, wait, the draft. Yeah, Kevin Owens get draft. So that would be cool to see. Um, you brought up Sasha Banks. She'll be taking on Oscar. Obviously we saw that match a lot this summer, but now I mean things are different because Sasha's no longer having Bailey in her corner and she's also no longer trying to take the title from Oscar. How do you see this one going?
1: Um, I see um Sasha winning this match. I I like the fact that the tell's not on the line because then you don't have to worry about Sasha losing it so fast. Because even if she lost it after Survivor Series, it would still be her longest reign on the main roster. (laughs) And part of me still kind of likes the stat that she's never had a successful defense too, which is uh, something that you don't see in wrestling, especially with somebody who's as good as Sasha Mm -hmm. and as highly regarded as she is. It's crazy, but... I don't know. I don't know how I would feel if she successfully defended, to be honest with you. I'm so used to her losing right away. Um, but I think in this match, you got to have Sasha win. She has the momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, they've kind of had Asuka just kind of staggering there since she was handed the title. And I know that she had the feud with Bailey and Sasha, and they, she lost the title and won it back. It's, but Asuka's never been – what she was in NXT, and I think that it's just it's, it's Sasha's time in this match.
0: Yeah, you're right. She definitely hasn't been. Now I'm wanting to say like her and Charlotte Flair, they put on some incredible matches. Her and um, her and uh, Sasha do too, but her and Charlotte, like to me, that match at WrestleMania is top five in all WrestleMania matches. Just a well put together match but i'm excited to see what they do at the survivor series i think they will give us something different it's a different story for sasha to tell uh especially she's we see that she works different when she's a heel versus when she's a face and that just goes to show you the type of pro she is if i can tell you this man uh black wrestler twitter will explode if she loses but right. If she doesn't have a successful title defense, you might get some heat saying that you enjoy it. <laughs> and that we all, and just to clarify, he's not saying he's not a fan. He's just saying he enjoys oh. that stat.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I like the stat. I mean, I I actually feel bad that this is how they've written it for Sasha. But now it's like it's almost like the Undertaker streak. It's like <laughs> how can you have her successfully defend? Like it's like now that it's known. Mm-hmm. that she actually does successfully successfully defend it might be a huge moment just like when Undertaker's streak got broken you know maybe yeah.
0: you know? that's true like my boy uh banks Antonio Banks he said that he when when Sasha first got attacked by Bailey everybody had the scenarios and he said the way he wanted to see uh it go down was sasha actually win at the elimination chamber and then going into Wrestlemania to face Bailey the conversation would have been well Bailey would say to Sasha you can't beat me anyway cuz you don't retain your title and you know I don't know if we're going to get that. we probably will honestly we'll probably get that in TLC somewhere mm-hmm. um but before we move on where do you see Sasha Banks with this title reign let's say she keeps it who do you see where do you see this going and who do you see as her next big program
1: I mean, if she keeps it, I think that her story with Bailey isn't done. I still think they could have a really good match at, like, WrestleMania. Um, What kind of stakes they would have, I don't know. I I would really like to see a best two out of three between them. Mm -hmm. I think that it's – I mean, they already fought in the cell, and that's usually, like, or at least back in the day, that's how you, like, would close a blood feud. But – I think uh, to determine who's the best out of the two of them, I think uh, best two out of three would be really fun. Um, Other than that, it's uh, like with who's on SmackDown right now, it's kind of hard
0: to... Bianca Belair is who everybody wants to see.
1: Oh, no, I I agree with that for (laughs) sure. I think that when they called it up to Raw and they didn't use her, that was a big mistake because Mm she can use really well in NXT. and like It's just... She just disappeared, and her character is great. Her in-ring presence is great. She's great, but, like, I love her hair, and she whips people with it, and, like, it just, it's just fun, and... I,
0: I think she got... Uh, she was a victim of the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, when I really think about it, because I thought, one, her feud with Selena Vega could have went further, mm-hmm. but I also think that had there been fans around, You would have seen in the powers of be, I should say, would have seen the desire to see her and we would have seen her use more. I could be wrong, but I just don't think that anybody really understands how to like really write for her. And she's one of the people you really don't need to write for. You know, you have some wrestlers there and characters that you just give them a canvas like the Miz. The Miz is one of them. And we've seen it when they finally took those Capri shorts off of him and he put on the trunks, he looked like a main eventer instantly. And then when he won money in the bank, if you told me that none of his stuff was written, I could believe it because he just seems like an annoying prick. And then he's on USA. So like certain people just don't need it. I even look at a guy like Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns as people. I know Jay Uso said that, they didn't really write for him and Roman because they just like, well, y'all naturally family just go at it. So. Yeah.
1: And with Bianca Belair too, like she's great on the mic and like, she has a presence when she's in the ring, whether she's wrestling or she was on the mic. And like, she, in my eyes, she's a star and mm-hmm. she's uh someone that you should build your women's division around. It's just like, I, I'm kind of like you, probably the pandemic, but at the same time, I don't know why they don't just run with it. And I mean, that's the case with a lot of people they bring up from NXT and it just it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, it definitely is, man. Um, I, you know, looking at these matches, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, uh, well, the all the title teams haven't been determined, but... Do you think there should be some stakes on the line? When you think about this, do you think maybe, you know, in baseball they try with the uh, all-star game winners get the um, home field advantage. Do you think maybe that the winning team should get the 30th spot in the Royal Rumble?
1: I mean, That's definitely interesting. I really liked uh, in baseball how they were doing that. You
0: did. A lot of people didn't.
1: (laughs) I did because they made the game – mean something it wasn't just an exhibition game mm-hmm. so like even as little as home field advantage it it meant something you had something that you could band together with all the other players from your league because who knows who's going to be in the world series it could be your team yeah. and i think uh that would be interesting for the 30th spot in the royal rumble like if you're Raw wins the Survivor Series match, and you're on Raw. You have a better chance of entering last. That being said, historically, entering thirty isn't always the greatest spot. Maybe mm-hmm. they should up, uh, the twenty seventh spot or something like that.
0: <laughs> That's the I think isn't that the record number? Like yeah. it has the highest amount of winners. Yeah, so um you know, we got the uh, you got Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I don't really see much of a contest there. Um, do you?
1: Um, not really. And I have uh, bad thoughts of when uh, Bobby Lashley came back to the WWE and they did that whole gimmick with his sisters and stuff like that. And like, <laughs> I, uh, I'm really enjoying like with her business and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know, they, they have no respect for Sami Zayn right now, even though he has their kind of title. It doesn't feel like he's a champion. It almost feels yeah. like the Intercontinental Championship isn't even a championship in the WWE anymore. So I don't know. I I can't see Sami Zayn winning,
0: but who knows? You're an old school fan like me. Do you like the title? That was always revered. The Intercontinental Championship is the only title to come back. You know, you you think about the Winged Eagle, the uh classic tag titles. The Intercontinental Championship is the only one to come back. So most people you could maybe make an argument, probably the most um revered design. But now they got this one. Do you like it?
1: I'm not that much of a fan of it. I like oh, yeah. the classic title in the early nineties. I liked uh even the Attitude Era through whenever Cody Rhodes switched it out, I was because mm-hmm. that that's the one I grew up with. Yeah, uh, this new one, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like most of the designs of the titles in the WWE right now. And I'd say probably the best one going are the women's tag belts, but they they don't really use them correctly either. So it's like, <laughs> that's, that's true. But, I mean, I-, I do like those belts. But you don't like the U.S. title, um. I wasn't a fan of the old one, but I don't know. Okay. this one, I don't know. There's something about it that it's, I don't know if it's like too big or something like that. It just, I thought they could have done something better with it.
0: Yeah. I like it a lot. I think I saw somebody do a mock-up where they painted the uh, stars or painted around the stars. And I was like, man, now that would look slick. Um, you know, do you have any titles?
1: I do not have any titles. I mean, I've always wanted to get some, but I just never, ever like went on and got any.
0: Yeah, I, I'll tell you that um, I was always told, like, look, like, on W, if you go on WWE.com to get them, look around the pay per view times. That's when they usually put them on sale. That's when I got the uh, Scratch logo version, the WWE title that Daniel Bryan uh, won at WrestleMania. Uh, it was 199 So I was like, oh man, this is a good deal. Um, but yeah, you a lot of times you could find like steals as well. Uh, even, like, during the pandemic, a lot of people, unfortunately, was, you know, having to sell their titles, so. But,
1: oh, what's your favorite title?
0: Uh, I go back and forth between the Winged Eagle and the Big Eagle, mm-hmm. but, you know, that the current WWE championship is nice, too, but I think I put, like, the the goal, the Big Eagle, so when me and Dwayne graduated from uh, Morgan State, we decided that we were going to you know pull a fast one everybody and we put the belts under our robe and we was like okay which one you want so we couldn't decide it was both between the winged eagle and the big eagle so he wore the big eagle and i wore the winged eagle so um and that was funny because it was like we had it around our um on our shoulders before we walked and you know we just walk around our classmates and then when we went um back to, you know, time to go down top seats. So I had, we had them around our waist. And I remember before I getting in the car with my dad, cause I didn't want to drive. And he's like, you are?" Right? I said, yeah, I'm fine. Now I got the, the belt under around my waist and I'm just like trying to squeeze in the car. And so then during the graduation, when they announced they, because they was going so fast. So when they said, all right, the school of liberal arts, we like, all right, we looked at each other's all right. Time to take off the belts. And then we raised them in the air. And my sister said to her she was sitting in the crowd and it was in the um the school stadium. She was like, "That Brian DeWayne got belts." <laughs> <laughs> so yes, between those two, you know, because it's like the ones you grew up on. You know, the yeah, sure. the Winged Eagle. I'm a huge Bret Hart fan, and he signed mine, uh, and it was like incredible. It's probably one of the, a couple times I was speechless. I was like,
1: "Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, that's awesome." um i like both those belts as well i think i go lean more towards the big eagle Mm -hmm. because that's i started watching like right as they introduced that one and okay i remember like the rock the rock looks so cool with that belt and even h2 it's like it just i was almost sad to see it go when it Mm -hmm. left but like i mean the winged eagle has so much uh like his history behind it too. And like you said, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and you want the undertaker wanted at WrestleMania 13 and like even farther back than that. But yeah. um, I think just by like the slimmest of margins, I'm going to go with the big Eagle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and see, like you can't really go wrong with either one of, them, you know, the big Eagle was the first uh, replica belt. I had, I had the commemorative edition of the ECW title, one Mark Henry had, but the big Eagle was the one I got. Uh, and I was like, Man, I finally got it, you know. But yeah, man. Um, you know, before we get out of here, Street Profits and uh Kofi Kingston. Um I'm 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 just here for the entertainment. I don't care who wins the match. I think I can't wait to see as we, you know, taping right after NXT on Wednesday. I think on Friday that the um that the Street Profits are gonna dress up like the New Day.
1: Yeah, I mean that's uh what they did on Raw the New Day did. <laughs> yeah Yeah, i thought thought that was great um yeah this match is gonna be awesome like not just because the character wise in ring stuff is just gonna be off the wall and like um i guess i never really thought about it because they weren't on the same brand but like this is definitely a dream match for me like they like i don't know you can almost say that um the um street profits have been influenced by the new day And the it's almost like New Day's been around for like a little while, and they're not like like legends, legends, but like uh, they're definitely a team that um, you'd be honored to face, uh, especially when you're both holding tag titles and see who the better ones are. I have, but I'm kind of thinking that uh, the Street Profits are going to go over because Uh they're they're the they're the next team, like they're. I think they're going to be running this division for a really long time. I do think that they need more tag teams in the WWE, but uh, I think that, in my opinion, right now, Street Profits are the top team in the WWE.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've been consistent. When you think they're going to lose the titles, they don't. Uh, You can say they had it like shortly before WrestleMania. I think they lost it once and got it right back, but they've been, they've carried through 2020 as the WWE Tag Team Champions. And they're entertaining. I really enjoy I didn't think I would, but I really enjoyed their battles with the uh Viking Raiders. Is that yeah. their name? Okay, I know they changed so many times, and, and and I and I don't even see them anymore, but I and shout out to them because they found a way to adapt to the WWE way, you know. When you you know, when they was um the uh war machine, they were like just that hard-hitting group, and I remember when dwayne saw them at ring of honor one time and he saw them when they was like in that kind of like their um that uh their up and coming you know their prospect yeah. he said like these guys are next and he wrote an article and shout out to them they like retweeted about it because they would like appreciate it and the fact that he said that they he saw it like he always would say this in a, a heartbeat hey man i know talent he'll tell me in a minute when i was uh when we first started this I was, like, really still kind of holding on, pulling for John Morrison. And, you know, that was, like, 2011. And he was like, man, that Starship pain ain't going to do nothing. And this, that, and the other. And then, of course, he leaves. And then same with Drew McIntyre. Then McIntyre leaves. But then McIntyre came back. He said, see, that's the guy that you wanted. And so he, I always like to give him uh, crap about it. But the truth is, I'd be like, yeah, you 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 see stuff.
1: A <laughs> yeah. um, uh, fun thing about uh, back when they were War Machine, I saw them in uh – Ring of Honor in Milwaukee and uh, they kind of showed glimpses of what they did in the WWE they uh, were in a six-man tag with uh, Dalton Castle and they came out as the boys and okay. like a oh, whole like gimmick where they lift them up and then they were the stairs when Dalton Castle walked in the ring and they took off his jumpsuit and everything like that and like they had like the makeup and the feathers and everything and like it was definitely... Totally different than what you would think the war machine was at the time. But, like, seeing what they did when they moved to Raw, it's like, yeah, I, I can definitely see this happening just because of, like, they seem like fun, loving guys. And so, like, saw it back in the day.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, but um, before we get out of here, man, let the people know where they can find you. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw that on the screen as well.
1: Okay, yeah, well, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, diesel underscore vftr. I'm on the podcast View from the Top Rope. We drop every Thursday morning around like 11 ish in the morning, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good listen. We just sort of recorded episode one seventy four, I believe. So we've been doing it for about three and a half years, and I don't no see us stopping anytime soon. So. I mean, be sure to check it out. We also run the Visionaries Global Media with a whole bunch of other podcasts, wrestling and whatever. We don't really judge if you want to put a podcast on there. Just, uh, you have a podcast you want on there, send it to Visionaries Global Media at gmail.com and you're almost guaranteed a spot. So, we just want uh, people to have a place to get their voice heard. So,
0: Yeah, man, definitely enjoy it. Um, You know, and y'all make sure y'all send them questions. Uh, I know they had a handful, but, uh, you know, it's always good to sit back and listen um, at other people's questions because, you know, there's a lot of shows out here, obviously, you know, that we recap. We we like to talk wrestling, so we talk about what we want to talk about. But when you sit back and you hear, like, the fans who might not have a podcast or something, um, you know, we'll say, like, Okay, they want they got a question. Like, shout out to Dave. I always give him credit. Uh, I found out about Dave through y'all show, and then you know, we start following each other on Twitter, and he supports the wrestling realm and everybody, you know. So always got to give shout out to him. But you know, he always asks like cool questions, and you hear what other people are thinking, and what it really does is it makes you think about something like, Well, I ain't think about it from that perspective, or I ain't think about it from this perspective, you know. Oh, it's so true
1: because I think about wrestling totally different than how I thought about it before the podcast because I try to like look outside the box and like sometimes I'm just looking for like corny funny answers but sometimes like I really dissect what's going on and then it makes me see it from a whole different perspective and it's it's really I think it's healthy and I think it's just awesome.
0: Yeah, it's definitely awesome, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Um, you know, we we definitely going to do this again. Oh, yeah, for sure. It should have been the Rocket Triple H, the match we got at Backlash. When you think about some of the top rivalries we've seen in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. we've seen Hogan and Savage in the main event. We've seen Hogan and Warrior, Hogan and Andre. Mm-hmm. We've seen Bret and Shawn. Okay. We've seen Austin and Rock. We never got... We never won. Well, we never got. Uh, we got even John Cena and Batista. We never got Randy Orton and John Cena one on one at Mania. Okay. Don't want it now, but we never got Rock and Triple H one on one at WrestleMania. That was the time to do it. The Rock had just won the Royal Rumble. Triple H was the hottest heel in professional wrestling. There was no need for the Big Show. There was no need for Mick Foley. Yeah, it might have been a bit excessive. I guess, <laughs> I guess you got a point there when you put it that way. Yeah, you know, you go back and look at that WrestleMania. There's think- only one singles match. Yeah. You remember what that oh, mess was? Houston, we have a problem. Yes! Yeah. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. So, make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Round. Big shout out. Big thank you to Diesel from View from the Top Rope for joining me on this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Now, Folks, it's been a lot going on in wrestling, but before we, you know, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to switch it up, right? I've talked about a little bit about Raw. I'll go around the net real quick because I got a tapped out that's going to follow that, but let's go around the net. Around the net brought to you by B. Waters Productions. If you're looking to get an event filmed or high quality. What's up, wrestling fans? Around the Net, brought to you by B. Waters Productions. If you're looking to get an event filmed or high-quality pictures, you want professional quality, simply go on Instagram at B. Waters Productions and visit www.bryanhwaters.com to book B. Waters Productions for your event. All right, Around the Net. So, folks, Booker T, he's at it again. Booker T, the five-time, five-time, five-time WCW champion, even though he won the world title in WWE one time, he says some things about Sasha Banks. Now, I'll be honest with you. I didn't get a chance to fully listen to the interview, but the sound bite and the piece i read tells me what I, gives me enough to say what I want to react to, because this is my show. He talked about, Something about Sasha just rubs him the wrong way. Maybe was her attitude. I saw some clarification where he said basically to summarize, I read about three or four paragraphs. So it summarizes, it goes like this basically, this is between me and Sasha. No matter what I say, if I said something about me not liking Bailey or me not liking Alexa Bliss, people wouldn't have had a problem with it. But because this is me and Sasha, people got a problem with it. They just need to chill. Here is my issue. Yes, I had to give it a clap. I've said this before on this show, and I'm going to continue to say it. Some things are bad in private. I don't care who you are. It's better stuff to private. If you don't want the smoke, keep it private. But I am going to take the time to have a bias right here. And say, especially when it comes to a black man criticizing a black woman and so talk about her attitude. Now, we've heard the stories about Sasha Banks being hard to get along with. We've heard the stories about Sasha Banks being difficult. It's already an uncomfortable conversation when... A black woman speaks up for themselves, and you it's already an uncomfortable conversation when she is vocal. So really fair. Is this really fair? You think about Sasha Banks, you've heard about the airport stories. Who the hell wants to be stalked at the airport? You're not getting in line to fly to the next destination but you know wrestlers are coming there so you're going to hang out no no so yeah when she was vocal about that you know people had something to say and people fans do have this entitlement I pay your bills that doesn't give you a right to stalk people folks but the issue I have with Booker T is he said this is between them two so why not keep it between them two why must he bring it up on the podcast, on the radio show. Just keep it between them two. You knew fans were going to react. Bottom line, if you don't like Sasha. Okay, I understand. Everybody's not going to like everybody. But in a time like this, must black people always be divided? Like, seriously, Shane McMahon and Triple H, there was always talks, the internet talks about the two not liking each other. When it was either Stone Cold McFoley on the WWE Network podcast had tried putting out of Shane and asked him how does he feel about Triple H and Shane would not bite. He said simply, "That's he makes my sister happy. He's fine with me." Now that right there, that line right there lets you makes you believe it's something. Well, we know it couldn't be. Might not be, but you don't see too many pictures of Shane and Triple H hanging out together. You don't see too many um, things that them just, you know, doing a lot of stuff. You don't see them always having that, you know, that close bond, that Davy boy, Owen Hart brother, brother-in-law, brother-in-law bond. My point is, it's because it's between them two. Why can't we just keep it like that? That's how I feel. Let's talk some AEW. Tonight, we have the final set for the uh, number one contendership for the world championship. And it's just as, as I predicted. Adam Hangman Page will take on Kenny Omega. I haven't watched this match yet. I will. I was re- recording. I was doing a lot of recording tonight. But I will say, I mean, you know, I read the stories. I'm happy. I, I like this. I- I'm hoping Kenny Omega wins. Quite frankly, we're seeing him being squash match. Pretty sure it won't be. But I'm really excited. I think we are getting closer to the Kenny Omega. Now, I know at full gear, it's supposed to be Eddie Kingston taking on um, John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. As much as I would want to believe that, it's so hard. It really is so hard for me to believe that Eddie Kingston is going to win the AEW Championship. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Um, Jericho and... <laughs> mjf mjf wants to be a part of the inner circle and say he'll do whatever it takes to get it and he will if he wins if he will be a, who knows time will tell i i i don't i kind of don't see him winning but i can't see him being a heel either i think it would be cool but i i just it's kind of hard for me to see him winning that uh, recently Serena D won the NWA Women's Worlds Championship. Congratulations to her. She defended that title against legit Leela and she was successful on AEW. Uh, she beat Thunder Rosa, so um, I think that's a, that's a good look for her as we see AEW trying to do something better with their women's division. Uh, and I, I think it's coming. I think it was you know a little slow started, but I, I definitely think it's um. Is coming uh, to be exactly what it should be um yeah so that's it you know I think that's uh what I'll talk about far as AEW's concerned Halloween Havoc was tonight uh watched a lot of that on mute uh good pay-per-view I mean not pay-per-view good show it should have been a pay-per-view uh it felt like a, it felt like a takeover I mean on you work on that old school at first they gave it to us felt like one of those uh but i really enjoyed it um Shirai and candice loray what a match candice loray took a nasty fall at the end but she was that close but unsuccessful at becoming the nxt women's champion but in the opening contest we saw a brand new champion and his name is johnny gargano johnny gargano defeated um damian priest why did i want to call him punishment martinez he defeated damian priest becoming a two-time nxt uh north american champion I i said that the first time so yeah gargano man you know he he's an nxt lifer that's the only way i see it but the big story tonight Pat McAfee came out, called out the Undisputed Era, pretty much. And Pete Dunn with the chair shot heard around the world as he has now aligned himself with Pat McAfee. And man, oh man, this is gonna be great. Wasn't a big Pat McAfee fan as he came in, but then I was like, oh okay, this guy's actually legit, you know. Um, shout out to Adam Cole, the match he put together was phenomenal. But Um, you know, we'll see. I think that I want to see what happens here. I think Pete Dunn, he he looks, you know, this heel persona. He looks like a heel. He's more Jack. So let's see where they go from here, folks. Let's see where they go from here. But folks, that's going to do it. I hope you really enjoyed this episode, especially with Diesel. Uh, View for the top rope coming in. Make sure you check out their podcast. One of my favorite podcasts. To listen to as I am a podcast consumer. If you haven't done so, make sure you check me out on I know Hell in the Cell happened already, but still, you can still go check it out. Check me out on it's Brit Waters, my sister. Uh, shout out to the bloodline. Make sure you check out her shows on her Instagram. I was on there last week and you know had my Hell in the Cell predictions, which I correctly predicted that. Randy Orton will become the new WWE champion. And so we're going to see see what happens here. I'm excited about his WWE championship reign. I don't think I've ever been this excited about WWE championship reign for Randy Orton since the earlier days. So, um but make sure you if you haven't done so, go ahead like our fan page on Facebook. Uh just search on Facebook, search Wrestling Realm. Uh and of course subscribe right here on YouTube. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestling Realm. Till the next time, folks, I'm Brian H. Waters. Thank you for joining me this week. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the